Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Howdy all. Happy Tuesday in the middle of August. Uh, it's a dreary, rainy Tuesday in uh, August, Tuesday in Buffalo. I'm sure it's the same in Vancouver, right, Peter? <laughs> yes, I'm not. E- I'm actually not even in Vancouver. I'm in oh. the Gulf Islands, halfway between Vancouver and uh, Vancouver Island. And it basically looks like Blade Runner 2049. It is <laughs> apocalyptic how smoky it is here. Wow. I put a photo out on um, my Instagram account of the sun rising today, and it literally looks like the sun's in um, Tatooine with Luke Skywalker, the orange on the dust over the water. It was bizarre. I was going to say, is Mount St. Helens erupting again or something? Oh, yeah. They overcast were- here in Jersey, so it's not so bad here. Yeah, no. but it's always bad in Jersey. <laughs> oh, <I> was- <laughs> no, says just- the guy in Buffalo. I says the guy in Buffalo. <laughs> I know. Um, I let it go. We, we talked about this yesterday, but Russ put up a, a very interesting blog. Go to sportsology.com and take a look of the top 20 front men or, or yeah, rock, rock lead well, singers. I don't want to put men because there's a woman in there, but rock lead singers of all time. Right. And I think there's no argument, and we we, you know, we said there's no yeah, argument that Freddie, Freddie Mercury is number one. Yeah. But, and I be clear about this too. I am not a huge Queen fan. I do have some Queen on my iPod. I respect the hell out of Freddie Mercury. And and it maybe only took until Live Aid until I really put him at the top, like you've always said. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how many – and the funny thing is you know that it was a a crossing of the Rubicon moment when even people like Paul McCartney or Bono or Phil Collins come out afterward and said – Queen owned Live Aid, and that was like one of the most impressive live performances. Because if you watch it, I mean, first oh, of all, they they sounded incredible. His yeah. voice was great, and it was you know, and I'm not trying to use the negative connotation here, but it was basically like Wembley Stadium turned into like the a Nuremberg Rally in 1936 while they're doing Radio Gaga, and it's just it was it was just incredible. And I, I I'm still I still get tingles watching that. You know, Thirty care about Radio Gaga? I don't even like the song. I right, the dumb song. Right. And, and that that's the thing. That wasn't like one of their hits. No. And, and he made it, he made it, he made it into like a musical experience. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. But, but okay. I don't know how you, if you want to reveal yeah, some of it. Know. It's fine. Number two, I have Roger Daltrey. I mean, I've seen him live. Here's the funny thing. And I saw him like two, three years ago. He still has it. Even though his voice is not the same, he still has it. He, he will always be a star frontman, rock lead singer, icon. Just, you know, so many people have, you know, emulated his style over the well, years. Well, it's it's weird because um, a lot of people, because when I mentioned it yesterday, you know, Daltrey and Robert Plant, it was Robert Plant's 70th birthday. And if you look at them physically uh, in their prime, they're both, you know, the beautiful curly blonde hair and, you know, the the the, the exposed chest and everything. You know, they were the tip, prototypical rock front men. 
Um, and there is, I, if you watch, there's an interview with Pete Townsend where he basically says he absolutely hates being compared to Led Zeppelin. He says yeah. they're nice guys, but he musically he he it's an affront to him that he's been that that the Who has been compared to Led Zeppelin. So I love the little animosity going on between the two of them. Yeah, me too. Here's the thing, and now number three, I had Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger, as far as what he does as a lead singer, look, his voice has been torched for like 20 years, but everything else he does as a lead singer is is pretty iconic still. I am not a big Rolling Stones fan. Yeah. I, can, I can sing along with a lot of songs. I only own like one or two albums. I remember my uncle actually gave me, maybe he gave me like sticky fingers when I was yeah. a kid. And, I on Main Street. Yeah, yeah but, but at the end of the day, I have to give them their due. And that's the whole thing about this list. I pushed personal biases aside. I did. Peter, to me, Mick Jagger is the rock version of a compiler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, back yeah. in the back in the sixties and seventies, okay. And I, I agree with where Russ has him. I've never been a big Stones fan, even though I'm wearing a Rolling Stone T-shirt, although it's the magazine and not the actual band. Um, but you know, I just I I I don't get it. I'm a Beatles fan over the Stones. And that probably colors my opinion. What, what you like. I, th- I think the interesting thing about this is, Russ, you used a really interesting thing. You didn't go and say rock singers. You used lead singers. So there's right. a point that you were, the, quote, unquote, the leader of the band, so to speak. So I, when I look at your list, I really like it. I think you put a lot of good thought into it, and I, I really like how it is. When you get into lead you get into a style of what you like as a leader. Freddie Mercury, the, 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 once once he died, they broke the mold. They destroyed it. We're never going to come across someone like him again. It, it's no. just, and no. then you get, and then you sort of take what Freddie had is he has the best of Plant and the best of Jagger, and that's right. why that's that's what makes him beyond everyone else or sorry you have adult yeah adultery is what i meant sorry adultery is the best voice and jagger not the strongest voice and i had and everything but he had a presence a stage presence he could do it right and he still has it one of the interesting mike and to your point was you know you you take the beatles over the stones if someone said to me you've got to pick lennon mccartney songs or Jagger Richard songs, I'm taking Jagger Richards 12 times out of 10 because the problem with Lennon McCartney for me is too much of their catalog is there's nothing dark. There's nothing dangerous about it. And yeah. there's a lot of danger and darkness yeah. in Jagger Richard songs. And I need that in my rock and roll. I need some, I need, I, mean, I need, there's there's some. I mean, as you get later on, and you, as you get into like Revolver and 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 Sergeant Pepper, a bit in, 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 in the White Album, the White Album, Helter Ske- and Helter Skelter, and a few yeah, other things. Here, let's let's keep moving with the list. I don't want it to to get belabored too long. I number four, I have Peter Gabriel. I will tell you that yeah. I'm more of a Phil Collins fan, but but if you watch the way Peter Gabriel was as a frontman, as a leader, Phil Collins can't really. Re- replicate what Peter Gabriel was able to do with the weirdness, with the costumes, yeah. the, flam- the flamboyance, the, the yeah. shaving of his head down the middle, the coming very, out in costumes. It was all very artsy, and that's why not everybody's going to like it, but you have to respect it. And even when you see a band like, I forget, what are they called? The um, 
The band that I saw with, huh? Guar, like Guar, getting up dressed up in costumes. No, no, no. There, there's that band that re- replicates Genesis. Echo oh, 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 um, um, Musical Box. Musical Box. When you see them and realize that he spurned that, then you realize, okay, this guy really, you know, left a big presence. So, you know, Phil Collins fell on the outside of the list. Uh, Robert Plant's next. Robert Plant, if he had been more steady throughout the years, he'd be higher on the list. But Robert Plant has taken like decades off. Doesn't take away from his greatness, but it's just he's not been as enduring as as a lot of these other singers were. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, his his solo career. I mean, remember, Bonham died in I think nineteen eighty, and his right solo career start his solo career started in like nineteen eighty two, eighty three. Sure, but it so, died out after a while, and and he was off the beaten path for a long time. Actually, well, yeah, he did a little bit with the Honey Drippers, a little bit. You have love. And came then back, came, back, really, came back with Zappin a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then he had a really interesting album in 1988 called Now and Zen. Uh-huh. Yes. And that was a really fun little album. And it was his yeah. first time going backwards and kind of embracing his history. Yeah. And I think if you read anything about Led Zeppelin, and, and particularly because Page and Plant have been far more open than John Paul Jones was, but for them, once Bonham died, like it ended. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing of what they understood Led Zeppelin to be, it completely ended for them. And I think I really respect that, that they said, no, no, this is who we were. This is how we came to be. And it's over. And they had to move on from that. And it took them a yeah. long time to come back. And I actually have a lot of respect for that. Um, but from a performing career, he's come back. He's come back quite with a vengeance. His tours with Band of Joy. And I can't remember his yeah. current band. And I, I've heard some tapes of it. It's There's some good stuff there. And oh, if you want... And if you're open to him taking sort of a musical diversion, and it, it's actually really, really, really good, um, his uh, collaboration with Alison Krauss won Grammys. I mean, no, he was right. You no, know, it's it was more sort of bluegrassy, bluesy. It was, yeah, it wasn't to my liking, but I saw that there was something there. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's it's an acquired taste, but I thought it was really yeah. good. Uh, just just a couple more. I have to say, you know, in terms of omissions, well, we'll uh, I'll get to the omissions at the uh, end. I'll explain yeah. though. Go ahead. What else did you want? I'm going to tell you right out, flat out, for people that are are hating on Yes and John Anderson at number six. At the end of the day, they are they have a 50th anniversary, and the guy sounds almost as good as he did in 1972. Yes, so what you I want agree. to say, but he plays the guitar, he plays the harp, he still has a presence. He still there's something very inviting about the guy, very positive. There's very few, you know. This is the one thing in music. If you ever look at the music he has written, it's all positive. It's never from a negative place. Here's the thing. There's a lot of people who simply don't know the Yes catalog. That's another thing. Like, I mean, I respect that. And and, and you know what? Credit to you, Russ, for going off the board in your rankings with him because you know what? A lot of people go, Yes, 90125. I don't. I, know. I love Genesis' first their first album, Invisible Touch. It's like right, you know, that, right. that that ignorance. Yeah. All right, so what else? People want to yell at Joan Jett. Here's the funny thing, okay? Go see Joan Jett in concert and tell me if she isn't better than whoever she's warming up for, if she's warming up for somebody. I've seen her warm up for Aerosmith, and she was as good as Aerosmith. And Aerosmith knew that and had to pay her her due because, again, it's always been Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. I don't care about how many hits she has, but let's just use the song Bad Reputation. How many different places have we heard that over the years? A million. 
from football games to everything to, you know, Ronda Rousey's using it now in the WWE. Like it's, she's iconic. You could say what you want if you're, but at the end of the day, she's been pretty enduring. Um, yeah, I only have a problem with a couple of them. I mean, yeah, I, I think personally, uh, pers- personally, I think McCartney belongs higher than eight. Um, I mean, that's and- a tough argument because here's all right. Here was the argument for McCartney, right? I looked it up, and just by a hair, John Lennon played a few more songs as the lead singer of the Beatles. But nobody looks as the Beatles as having a lead singer, so that's why the Beatles are out of the list, right? Just because- like nobody, nobody's a lead singer for Crosby, Stills, Nash, and no. Young. Right, and so some of those bands get, you know, Grateful Dead, Bob Weir, Jerry Garcia. Yeah. You know, that's you need a you need a lead singer, and that bring yes. and that's what I liked about your thing, and why you didn't just say top twenty rock singers, right? Or top twenty lead men or lead people of a band. It was lead singer. There's right. an element that comes with both that makes this a very specific list, and it's great. You cast off those guys because yeah. it doesn't apply to this. Yeah, and look, other ones that are really close. Well, go ahead, Mike. You tell me the omissions first, and then I'll tell you. Well, one glaring one is Getty Lee. Okay. I mean, Getty Lee is right on the outside with, like, Paul Stanley and a lot of guys like that. There's there's some big-time names that are not on this list. I I acknowledge that. I'll I'll give you a big one. Let's go do some omissions. Elton John. Yeah, Elton John's one of my favorites, but I couldn't slot him in. I was trying to see where could I slot in Elton John. It's hard. Uh, B- Billy Joel over Bruce Springsteen. No, but you see, but Billy Joel's not really <laughs> like a rock concert. It's it's no, but he's a lead singer. I know, but I love Billy Joel. You know that, but I, I had to keep him off the list. I would personally have the lead singer of Metallica over Bruce Dickinson. No, you see, here's Whoa. the thing. No way. I love I'm Bruce Dickinson. You. Don't get me wrong, but in terms of success, I'm going to tell you. I saw Iron Maiden for the first time like three years ago, and. I look. I had been seeing painted denim jackets of that band even in my high school. That's how long they've been around. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, they have a presence, and so does he, and a following that I didn't even realize was as big as it is. They're like now, the deadheads of heavy metal. Yes. Yes. Now, now, so, good. Sorry. I, so keep going down the the list. I got. Let's alternate some names that are on there because Russ. One of the things I think is, I think you did a, a good job. Uh, including women in this, but a couple names I think could have been consideration. Maybe you did have them on the outside looking in. Stevie Nicks. Yeah, Stevie Nicks is just on the outside. And Patty Smith. Yeah, Patty Smith. Smith is a great one. Um, my wife is a huge Patty Smith fan. Like she has black wow. and white pictures of her. I get the the iconic feel of Patty Smith, but I, I don't know who I'd replace her on the list with. That's the problem. And, and, and this is a, this is a minority opinion, but you know, this is the music that I grew, that I, I, I listened to ad nauseum when I was in college, I have heard the opinion that of the, you know, and I know that stone temple pilots was not a Seattle uh, alternative band. They were, I think they're from Ohio originally, but of Scott Weiland, Lane Staley, Kurt Cobain, Chris Cornell, and Eddie Vedder. If you're going to put a list, Eddie Vedder might be fifth. Well, that's in some people's opinions. I've seen yeah. – the problem for me is I saw Scott Weiland, but I didn't see him with STP. And I saw STP – Saw with Velvet and, Revolver? Yeah, and I saw, I saw Velvet Revolver, and I saw um, – oh, what's his name? Uh, the uh, 
Slash from no, yeah, I did see Slash. No, no, when STP went out, they went out. You saw saw them with Chester Bennington, Chester, and Chester was great, and they were great. But Eddie Vedder still has it. I'm sorry, like he's a guy who's been very, very enduring. That's listen, Kurt Cobain is just on the outside. I mean, I Kurt Cobain, you also have to take in career length, too, and and for that matter, um, and and some of the left. Dave Brohl is just Dave on the Brohl. outside, too. He's fantastic. So, but in, in the same way that you can't really have Kurt Cobain in there, you couldn't have Jimi Hendrix. Right. And Jimi Hendrix did cross my mind for the Jimi Hendrix experience. No question about it. So two names. Go ahead. And one, and one, and this goes into some Canadian content. You don't have Gord Downey on there. I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of Canadian yeah, I mean, I did see that was an, that was another one on my list. Close you know, to my heart, therapy. As an American, but for I your actually, audience, mm-hmm. your audience isn't going to have a ton of Gord Downey experience. No, right? Like they're going to be who? Yeah, I saw him for three songs at at halftime of the Grey Cup live, and and that was great. Like, that was my first real experience seeing them live. I knew about them, and I was like, hey, they are really great. I think he would be in like the top thirty. I don't think he'd be in the top twenty. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw them. I saw them a dozen times because they always came to Buffalo, and you know, see, you know, yeah, Mike saw them because they didn't shun Buffalo like other bands. So here's another name, <laughs> like Paul McCartney. I've seen him recently twice. Yeah, how many times? Oh, 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 how many times has Paul McCartney played Buffalo in the last fifty years? <laughs> He's coming to Winnipeg in September, so that'll make two. <laughs> So here's another name, and I've seen him twice recently at uh, some corporate things in the last, say, five years. Right. And his voice is perfect still, much like John Anderson. And his name is Burton Cummings. Yep. It's pitch perfect still. It's unbelievable. I've got some video. I wish I could play some. I shot some video on my iPhone, and even with the iPhone – and listening to it that way, like back, you hear how amazing his voice is. It's incredible. Yes, the guy I, has. I, I didn't. Yeah, that's one that you know. That's and, not- and, I'll, and I'll give you one more, and then we'll start the show because I'm sure people in the chat are going. Oh, actually, the they're chatting this up. They're actually liking it. In the oh, chat. good, good. Well, I'll I'll give you that. And she just played in uh, the Buffalo area in the last week or so, opening up for Jeff Beck, and that's Ann Wilson of Heart. I saw Ann Wilson and Hart, which I don't think we're ever going to see them again because the sisters are fighting. Well, it's, I, the, the sisters are fighting because the I guess the the the, the boyfriend and the you know yeah. like some yeah. But the, I saw them two three years ago and they were still fantastic. She is just on the outside of the list too. Like I said, top thirty, she's in there. I do want to say this. Um, <laughs> funny thing is, is that David Till said Ronnie James Dio. I saw Black Sabbath. Yeah. When I was covering stuff, I saw Black Sabbath with Ronnie James Dio, and he's not my cup of tea, but I did see where he would have a following because he was an unusual sort of creepy kind of guy with a great voice, like yeah. a, a haunting a haunting kind of voice. Yeah, and, so, and I thought they were great. I thought Sabbath was great. Actually, on that night, I thought Tony Iommi was playing with like a really stiff hip, like he couldn't move. Yeah, Ian, Ian Gillen, David Coverdale. There's a lot of guys, but that's all, and more women. But you know, again, it's a tough list. It's hard to do yeah. a list like this. Yeah, we'll 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 go more into depth in this. Uh, hopefully, you know, act, act, 
um, may be joining us in a bit, but we'll start with the, some of the hockey stuff and we'll be taking your questions in the chat because a lot of people had some good questions yesterday. Yeah. Uh, hello, hockey world. Today is Tuesday, August 21st, 2018. I'm Peter Tessie from uh, smoky BC. I'm Russ Cohen from sportsology. And I'm Michael Agello from rainy Buffalo, New York. And this is the hockey Buzzcast here on HockeyBuzz.com. Um, Okay, we'll start with this because um, it happened after the show yesterday and we were talking about, you know, Darnell Nurse and his RFA situation based on Andre Sakara probably being out for um, a significant period of time. And I know that Eck had reported that uh, the Oilers were looking at some options on the blue line, one of them potentially being Alexi Emelin. Well, they ended up signing former Montreal Canadian, former Washington Capital, Jakob Yerbeck. Uh, to a one-year deal uh, for a million dollars. And Russ, first of all, that salary connotes how bad the defensive market is right now because if Jakob Yerbeck can get a million bucks, wow. Just think about this. And and look, I'm going to tell you Barry Trotz saw the same thing I did last year in the playoffs when I was screaming that Yerbeck was terrible and Christian Juice should be in there. Remember that? Yes. Remember I was yep. doing that? Yep. And you, you, yes. And <laughs> sure enough, there was a point where Trotz cut off the spigot and benched Yerobeck, and, and I felt like that was a turning point for the Capitals when they gelled. Now, can he do something for Edmonton? Sure. But, I mean, he's, he's not great defensively. And, again, I don't understand it. But I will tell you also that there was – and I forget who the writer is. I'll, I'll pull it up. Online yesterday, there was a little bit of a discussion about what Edmonton's defense might look like. And well, uh, Larson, um, uh, let's see, a cleft bomb, Matthew Benning, uh, and Darnell Nurse, once he signed, and now Yerbeck. Um, who is it? Ethan Bear. I mean, it's, it, it's not an impressive list. No, it's not an impressive list. It's really like a list that you start looking at it and breaking it down, and it's like, ooh. I- so here's, here's my thing about Edmonton and what I don't understand is you wanted a left-hand D. You went, and, you went to the bargain basement, and you maybe overpaid in it. Why not give Toby Enstrom $3.5 million for one year? Yeah, I, I don't understand that. Like, it makes no sense to me because Enstrom, and, and here's the thing, and it's still remarkable to me that Enstrom doesn't have a deal in some capacity. Take whatever salary demands out or you, you want out of it. But Enstrom is the ideal kind of player for Edmonton because while he doesn't go into the corner, he can, will go into the corners and get bounced around a bit. What he does is exactly what the Oilers need. He gets the puck and he gets it up the ice quick. It's exactly the kind of thing that the Oilers need. Why Chirelli can't identify that and, and say, this is the guy I need at three and a half million rather than a plug at one, hoping Sakara comes back and walks into things. Sakara might not do anything this year. Yeah, I'm going to be shocked if he plays at all. I know there's this talk that sometimes guys come back quicker, yada, 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 but he's come off. This is his second big injury. In a short amount of time, I will be surprised if he comes back this year. Yeah. And and here's the thing. If he does come back, okay, great. 
but you still got an insurance policy and you can fit him in. Even if you had a player like Enstrom in there, it only actually helps you. It's mind boggling to me. And, you know, and maybe Enstrom said, now I'm done with being in a Northern Canadian city and blah, blah, blah. I want to be someplace fun for my, whatever the last few years of my career are. And, And that's perfectly fine too. But if you're the GM of a team, it's your job to do the sales pitch to get the players you want and try and finagle them in. And right now, if you're willing to throw some of the money that Shirelli's throwing around on contracts, yeah. you should be able to make a smart decision like getting Enstrom. All right, yeah, so- and, the, and, and, the, and the, na- the name that I forgot was Norris Trophy candidate Chris Russell. Uh, right. He- so here's, here's what I've got. It's from Jim Matheson, who's a really excellent writer. But this is where I think writers don't really – Beat writers especially don't really take into account where a player is at. So he said, so we've got Clefbaum, Larson, Nurse when he signs, Russell, Benning as top five on Edmonton D, and Yerebeck, Gravel, Ethan Bear, Evan Bouchard, and Keegan Lowe in the hunt for six and seven. And my my basic response was, if Evan Bouchard is in the hunt for six and seven, send him back to London because you don't want him playing that. And at the end of the day, we just saw him, maybe Jim didn't, in the summer showcase – he wasn't dominating. He probably needs to go back. And, and here's and, and this is the isn't this the Oilers' issue? Is that yes. they haven't had depth, so they keep bringing guys up who yes. need that time. And the thing is, is remember the one player they were cautious with was Nurse, and it was touch and go with him too in the way they developed him up. And Nurse has panned out. I wasn't a big Nurse fan for a while, and I've come around on him. I see the value in them, but if you're going to do this again because you have a hole to fill, and this is, and, it, and I'm saying this from the point of Matheson's point, that that's the route to go. You're not seeing the forest from the trees, Jim. That's the issue. And and, and I think, Russ, to your point, some beat guys, they have a very specific role in the day to day events and lives of players and how they do things, and they need to change the narrative to that and, and, and do that. But when Jim Matheson and you take your experience out and you go with this, he gets himself in all sorts of trouble because he's not seen the forest from the trees a lot of the times. And I think you raise a really good point about that. Well, thanks. <laughs> well, okay. Transitioning to, well, not, uh, I just don't have any more steam on that subject. Like that's just it. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the only, the only, uh, the only thing I have left to say on it is Edmonton Oilers doing Edmonton Oilers things. Yeah. And if they do promote Evan Bouchard, way too way 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 too early you know that they're gonna root they're gonna rue the day and they're gonna do every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer put lifelock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss plus with a u.s-based restoration specialist on your team you won't have to face drained accounts fraudulent loans or other losses from identity theft alone all backed by the lifelock million dollar protection package Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.